Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. You have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, welcome, Power Partners, to our informational playground. I am Cynthia Bryan, and you are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our goal is to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. Today, we will be talking about some really fun stuff, and as you probably noticed, my co-producer and co-host, Heather Brittany, is not with us because she is leaving on her honeymoon this past week. Heather Brittany was married, and so everyone loves a wedding, whether it's large or small, traditional or contemporary, and today we're going to be talking about weddings, and I'm going to give kind of a little wedding wrap-up of the special day that Heather Brittany had. I'm also going to be talking about how to make really glorious floral arrangements and sumptuous bouquets and boutonnieres and corsages for a lot less. I did them all for Heather's wedding as well as my son's wedding, and I'm going to show you some really simple ways to use natural reeds, branches, plumes, flowers from your garden or from a garden center or store or marketplace for your holiday uh, displays or for any of your special days. And then, of course, Halloween is October 31st, and um, we'll be talking about the history of Halloween and perhaps how you can spend less money on candy and join Be The Star You Are with our Trick or Treat for Literacy campaign. So all this coming up on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. But first, The Miracle Moment. It's brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching students to write winning college essays. If you or one of your children are applying to college and need a great editor or writing coach, call 925-377-STAR and book your session. You can also email me, Cynthia, at CynthiaBryan, 
com. Brian spelled with an I. And uh, we will schedule something because we want you to succeed. And this miracle moment is from William Shakespeare. My bounty is as boundless as the sea, my love as deep. The more I give to thee, the more I have, for both are infinite. I thought that was appropriate since the goal today is to talk about weddings. Well, you have picked a date. You booked the church or the location. You finalized the invitation list. You might even find the perfect dress. And then you want to ensure that the wedding is one that you and your guests are going to remember for years to come. Well, this has been my goal for the past year. As many of of you know, if you've been listening to us uh, for the last year, Heather was engaged about a year and a couple months ago. And her engagement was part of the reality TV show by Yahoo called Ultimate Surprises. It was totally a surprise to her. Her fiancé, who is a firefighter, proposed at a, uh, on a fire truck with a fake fire happening. It was all Hollywood style and done in, done in Hollywood style. And it was just a phenomenal event. So she finally tied the knot this weekend, and she and I... And her fiancé have been literally planning this big weekend for a full year. And it turned out to be absolutely amazing. Because she and her now husband are major wine lovers, plus, you know, I grew up in the Napa Valley and my whole family grows grapes and has vineyards and we're in the wine industry, they really wanted to have a wine wedding. But since they live in Southern California... Their wine region is actually Temecula, and it's a, it's their special place when they want to get away from, from show business and firefighting and everything. They go to Temecula for a little R&R. So it made sense to book uh, the venue there. And after really a, a great search process and interviewing different wineries and venues, we settled upon an amazing, amazing place called Villa de More, or Villa de More, if you want to call that in English, in Temecula, which is this lovely, it's, it seems like a big house, but it, it's just a, a great, great space on top of a hill surrounded by vineyards with sunset views and gardens and waterfalls and ponds and uh, lawns and just everything you really need for a beautiful wedding setting. The wedding ceremony itself was outside um, we're overlooking the vineyards. The cocktails were on this beautiful patio. Then there was uh, dinner was served on a different in a different location, also outside under arbors and twinkling lights overlooking vineyards. And then the final, the dancing was in a big ballroom and pavilion. I made a movie for them that uh, celebrated their love and their life, and that was shown literally on the ceiling, on a slanted ceiling, before all the dancing took place, which it was just great. And I can't say enough about everyone who helped with the wedding, from all of the people at Village Amor, to the caterers, to John Briganti, who did the music, to the wonderful photographers. Everything was just was stellar. And, you know, people always say how much stress a wedding is, and I... And again, I think the secret is planning, 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 and making lists, lists, lists. And as you know, Heather and I talk about being organized a lot. And she and I are both extremely organized people. 
And so it, it just went without a hitch because it was so, so well planned and everyone involved knew exactly what to do. And it was like just a well choreographed dance. So it, we had an, um, just a fantastic time. And I thought that I would just talk a little bit about how you can um, have a fantastic time as well, you know, when you plan your wedding or a big event, because it really does come down to planning. I did a couple of extra things besides just the the wedding, which was a full day of um, of festivities that started early in the morning for the bridal party with hair and makeup by my wonderful uh, Hollywood makeup artist who does who has worked with me for years for about 15, 16 years at all my uh, premieres and on television and my own um, television show, Star Style, and brought her in. So we started with, on that Sunday, you know, with breakfast and stuff for all the girls, just in the room. It was just things that we did. And we had our makeup artists and hairstylists, and everybody was just, they started the party mood early, about 8 in the morning. The the, uh, venue started at 2 and the wedding at 3.30, and we kept to a schedule it was really on time, but we were open to all kinds of flexibility. In other words, even though we made like this, you know, we made a schedule of events, we left plenty of room for the unexpected. So that nothing was ever a shocker. We never felt rushed and we never felt that anything wasn't okay. And then it proceeded until 10 when it ended at the venue and then continued on back at the hotel. I want to give a shout-out to the wonderful winery where we stayed. I think we, our party booked 120 room nights. Um, there were 150 guests at the party, at the, at the event. And I think there were 120 rooms booked at the beautiful South Coast Winery and Spa Resort. And what's so lovely there is there, the rooms aren't just rooms. You can get rooms in the brand-new hotel suite, but... What we did is we booked the villas, which are on vineyard levels, surrounded by vineyards in quads. So four individual villas in a quad, so you could group with your friends. And there's a waterfall in between. And it was just wonderful, you know. It was just a, it, and they gave us a great price, etc. So that was, it was that was a really really good thing. So I want to give some essentials too for a bridal emergency kit. But before, I just want to say a little bit about. Heather's, um, Heather's party is it was great because since I live in Northern California, I flew, had to fly into San Diego, then rent a car, then drive to Temecula, which is only about an hour's drive, 45 minutes to an hour, depending on traffic. But it was really important to get there three days early because I brought a, a lot of the decorations, I brought suitcases, I had shipped things. And uh, and I'd also brought, which I'll talk about in the next segment, an entire suitcase filled with flowers and reeds and all of this so that I could make table arrangements. But it takes time to organize. And on the Saturday, we had instead, I decided to get all the girls involved in making their bouquets. So we did a flower power party where I showed all the bridesmaids how to make their own bouquets so that they would all be individual and have their own stamp on it. And it bonds the girls together, and that was really fun. We had a luncheon at the same time. From there, then I also hosted a wine and cheese party in our villas for all of our friends 
who came so that everybody could at least say hello and get to know each other if they didn't already. And most of them didn't, you know, because you have friends from different groups. So that um, the next day would be more pleasurable for them. And then, of course, we had a, a wonderful rehearsal dinner in the barrel room where the, you know, the barrels are stored there at the winery. And that was fantastic. And then the next day, you know, you have the wedding. And then the following day on the Monday, we did a, uh, a pool party. We called it Monday Mimosas and Munchies because there's nobody there at, at the hotels on Mondays. And literally, we were the only ones. What was wonderful for Heather is we had the perfect temperature, sunny day, warm, not too hot, just a light breeze. It was, it was just perfect. We woke up Monday morning. It was pouring rain. And it doesn't usually rain in Temecula. And it was raining also on Tuesday. So very, very interesting that, you know, you get one day of sunshine and it turned out to be her big wedding day. So that was really great. But bottom line, it was about four days of a lot of activities that that I was doing and or I was hosting. But I, I of course, I've enjoyed it so much. So there are things, too, that you really need to figure out before you are planning your wedding and one of the things that you need to do is make a list and check twice as if it's Christmas time because if you don't you definitely will you know will something will fall through the cracks and for the day of the wedding it's great to have a bridal emergency kit for all the wedding party because things do happen now we didn't have to use Anything. We didn't have any dresses ripped, thank goodness. You know, and we didn't have any, you know, any anything. It was just everything went as smoothly as possible. So that was really, really helpful. But here's, let's talk about what um, the kind of checklist that you want to do. So in a bridal emergency kit, you definitely want to have a sewing kit. You want to have um, some clear nail polish. Our girls didn't wear any stockings, but if you do, that always stops things. Uh, nail polish at four for the bride's shade if they want it as well as for the girls files and and makeup even though even if you're having it done you straws are really important and we use these in the movie business too because that way for the girls you don't mess up your lipstick you want to have hairspray of course comb brush bobby pins your hair dryer tissues you need tissues. That's something. And also I learned, you better learn, know your cell phone if you're trying to take videos. I had just downloaded the 7 on my iPhone 5 and was planning to take videos with my iPhone and stills with my regular camera. And I couldn't figure out how to get the video to go because it's no longer push it to video. Now it's like a slide and it just wasn't didn't work for me, so I didn't get the video. Darn, darn it, darn it. Anyway, you want lint brushes and earring backs and, of course, an iron. A baby powder is great because that's helpful for getting out uh, last-minute spills. Although Heather had something called kryptonite, and I'm not sure exactly what's in it, but anything that spills, it comes right out. Eye drops that really help for redness, contact lens solution, um, antacid mints, definitely some aspirin. (laughs) Band-Aids, and you want to have your cell phones charged and you want to have your cameras, you know, for taking a candid, candid pictures. And you want to make sure that you have a list of all the vendors with you in case you need to be contacting them. 
Now, nowadays, wedding ceremonies and, restrac- and receptions have really strayed from the once real traditional and old-fashioned ways. Men are no longer the only ones doing the proposing, as we know. Some couples choose uh, to forego the traditional church ceremony, and sometimes they have both a, a minister as well as an officiant. And uh, these days, too, the bride's family isn't necessarily responsible for paying for the entire wedding. And in some cases, the bride and groom choose to see each other before the ceremony, which Heather and her husband did what's called something called a first look after they were both dressed and they'd taken some pictures and before they walked down the aisle, they got to spend about 15 minutes with each other, which was really, really sweet. And and this actually, I think this was a great thing because it, it, it makes it more special for them. And it, you don't have to do the uncommon thing, but it definitely makes it more special. Now, one question people often ask is, what do I do if I only want adults at uh, my reception? And is it rude to tell my guests with children that it's an adult only? And, you know, it's not rude. We did an adults only, and the only children there were babies under two. And what you find these days is that venues will charge the exact same amount, whether it is a child, you know, or a baby, or it is an adult. So you want to be really careful that, you know, if you're having kids, that you definitely want them. And, uh, you know, we did have, we've had kids at other weddings, but this one was just, Really, really nice with just the little, with the babies and 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 the adults. And um, we, you know, we, because we sent invitations out early, people knew no one was offended. And if uh, and nobody and what everybody said is that was their getaway. This was a destination wedding, so people wanted to have that romantic weekend away. And I think that it's it's a, a we have to remember that it's the day is about the bride and groom. It's not about the parents, and it's not about us. And so we want to make it as absolutely special as possible. Now, I'm going to be talking about flowers when we come back from break and what kind of checklist that you're going to want to do. But I just want to congratulate Heather and Brian. And, yes, her husband's name is Brian, so we now have several Brian's in the family so I were going to have to call her husband her Brian my husband my Brian and and of course I'm Cynthia Brian you're listening to Cynthia Brian on Star Style be the star you are when we come back from break we're going to be talking about how to make great bouquets flower arrangements and other essentials on a budget star you are the star you us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. One of the most important needs of a human being is to be recognized and appreciated. In the business world, rewarding excellence reinforces desirable behavior and continued outstanding performance. Monetary bonuses are always great. But other non-monetary rewards are extremely welcome. Some inexpensive but valuable ways to recognize your employees 
include writing personal thank you notes, sending a note to the family of the employee, thanking them for the contribution of their family member, or highlighting team achievements. You might want to consider an achievement board where photos and certificates can be posted for all to see. Public, publicly recognizing the performance of individuals who have proffered compelling projects for any company is important. Perhaps have a special day of treats for everyone in honor of the completion of a job well done. A pat on the back and a sincere thank you go a long way in making an employee feel valuable. Remember, rewards are rewards. Reward your people. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, call 925-377-STAR or visit starstyleproductions.com. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be the Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925 377 STAR. 925-377-STAR 925-377-STAR We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment Be the star you are You are the Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Well, thank you for staying with us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And if you are just Tuning in now, we are talking about weddings and how, uh, how to plan them, how to be organized, and kind of just making the ultimate, the ultimate wedding. And I'm going to talk to you now about making the perfect wedding details and flowers and centerpieces. But I first wanted to tell you about song mixes because it's really important that you have a good song mix. And, of course, every single person is going to be to have their own style of music that they want and their own songs. But um, I thought I would give you a playlist of some that always have, that are always kind of good at a wedding. Now, the one, of course, At Last by Etta James, that was uh, 1961, but it's still a classic. And it is, it's a great one, you know, for, for any wedding. Al Green's Let's Stay Together, that was a 1972 hit. And it's an ode to make it last beyond the big day. So if ever, ever there was a song made for doing the two-step during the first dance or any dance, this is it. 
Stevie Wonder, You and I. And so there are so many Stevie songs you could put out there. At my wedding, I had sun, Sunshine of Your Life. Um, so we also did You and I there. But, you know, so that's a good one. Roberta Flack, the first time I ever saw your face. Uh, Sade, By Your Side, that's a declaration of companionship and friendship. And, you know, that comfort till death do us part. Of course, Adele, uh, yes, she's known for breakup songs, but the one that she did called Love Song, she turned The Cure's 1989 classic into a kind of bossa nova romance, so that's a good one. In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel, you know, I see the doorway to a thousand churches, the resolution of a thousand of fruitless searches, I think that's how it goes. It's all that's in their eyes, and, you know, you really can complete that. Prince has a door. To love is one thing, to adore is another. Uh, Miguel's adorn, take a cue from Prince because, uh, you know, he like he dresses up love instead of diamonds. Uh, Justin Timberlake mirrors, which is a heartfelt testament. That um, That's another good one. Of course, we now have, which uh, Heather and Brian danced to, Cowboys and Angels, which was very fitting for them. Because she totally is all about angels and angel wings, and he's more about about cowboys. So that really, that was a good one. It's you know I wear boots, I have boots, and she has wings. <laughs> so that one was a good one. And also, um, "Marry Me" by Train, which is the song that they walk down the aisle to. So those are just a few a few things that might be good for you. Well, when you are planning the perfect wedding. Um, you know, it's the details show how you create your own style and the elements, whether they're small or big. And you don't have to spend a fortune to have it be really, really fantastic. You just really do need to, as I said earlier, to plan for it and to, to organize it in a way that says who you are. So that every detail from the bridal chairs to the place cards to the the cocktails, the candles, the cakes or cupcakes, the, you know, the favors, the programs reflect who the bride and groom are and what they want to say. So it's uh, there's lots of books that are out there that tell you about doing it. But I want to talk about actually how to make the flowers because I've done, um, I do a lot of flowers and you know that I'm called the garden, the goddess gardener. And it was really, really fun for everyone to not only see these handmade, hand-tied bouquets and boutonnieres and all the flowers throughout the venue, but for the bridal party to participate in it. So when you go to pick flowers, whether you're picking them from your garden or if you're getting them at a flower market, the minute you, you cut them, you want to cut them again on a diagonal so that they have the greatest surface area. For something like calla lilies, star of Bethlehem, or other soft stems, you want to use only a little bit of water at the bottom because they don't they don't take in water from their sides. They take it in from the bottom. Other flowers are going to take it in from the place that you cut. So like for woody stems like Protea, they're going to need more water. You then want to put them in a bucket of cold water with some ice in it. And let them sit overnight. And you pick everything in the bud stage if it, if possible. Because you, and it's better if you can have a couple of days. So, for example, 
Our wedding was on Wednesday. I had to fly on Thursday morning. I, I cut all the reeds and grasses and all of that, put them in cold water on a Wednesday. I wrapped them in um, newspaper and plastic and put them in a suitcase on a Thursday. When I arrived at the venue, recut everything, plunged them in a big bucket of water. Then Friday went and augmented with um, other flowers that I bought and did the same thing. So that by uh, Saturday, they started to open, but they weren't fully open. But Sunday, everything was fully open and perfect. So it really was three to four days before the event that I cut the flowers that were really healthy flowers. And uh, and you always want to get more than you need because you don't know if a bouquet is going to fall apart or something is going to break. When you buy roses, you want to squeeze the top. If it's firm, then it's fresh. If it's squishy, it's old. If you are doing lilies, you know, like Lilium speciosum, stargazers, you want to pull the stamen out and for two reasons. That stamen stains, and also it helps the flower last longer. Now, the mechanics of the arrangement is you can, if you're doing a clear vase, you can line it with grass or tea leaves, razor grass, bear grass. It kind of look, looks like um, like birds of paradise. Um, some of the the bigger, the big leaves you could do. You could put that in, and what that does is it it makes it so you can't see any murky water or ugly stems. Or you could create like a a tape grid, and, or we use sticky tape or and make a tic-tac-toe pattern on large vases but what we did because we had a wine theme is on the tables i used empty wine bottles they and this is we actually painted the numbers of the tables on or heather painted the numbers of the tables on the wine bottles and i made very very airy billowy tall arrangements so that people could see around them because they were so airy and thin and um, just stuck them in wine bottles so very inexpensive, really, really pretty. And around the top, I used a New Zealand flax and made kind of like an origami um, bow on it, which turned out really great. So that was a kind of a good idea to do something like that. Um, so for waxy leaves, they last longer. So another thing I did is I grow magnolia trees. I cut branches off magnolia trees and cut them like in small you know, something that I could just stick on a table. And then were any blooms that had fallen off the flowers that I had brought down in my suitcase that I couldn't use in bouquets or boutonnieres or maybe ones that had opened, we set them on the magnolia leaves and that dressed it up. Now, when you do your height, you know, the flowers are about two-thirds higher than what the vase is. So you've got to make them about two-thirds. So the vase height would be one-third and then the flowers would be two-thirds. You can also, if you want to, it's about these only last a day or so. If you want to make it a little fancier, you could cut some limes and put them on a, a little stick and put them into your arrangement. What I had was I had these um, very pretty grapes that were a, um, they were, I don't know what they were made of. They're, there were, I don't know, they were like a paper and they were very pretty and I stuck them in the bottles because you want kind of movement and rhythm 
And these reeds that I had and these grasses, they, they all just, in the breeze, they were just kind of fluttering. They looked like little butterflies, so it was really pretty. Now, when you're doing hand-tied bouquets like I did, you can start with the greenery. Uh, if you're just going to be adding like razor grass or bear grass, you might want to start with the flowers. And so you have to decide how big you want your bouquets to be. And it depends, again, what kind of flowers. I love to do a mixture of flowers. For Heather's bouquets, I had narcissus. I had uh, stargazers, three different kinds of lilium speciosum, different kinds of lilies in there. I did astrolamaria and two different kinds of roses. And one was this pretty magenta with kind of a white tip and then some white roses. And then because, again, it was a wine theme, I cut, I cut um, vines, just like branches from the grapevines, and put grapevines into the bouquet. So that really looked good. It really, and then I added those grapes again. That I had also done on the table one. So the girls, I put, actually put them on a chopstick to make them stable, hooked them on with, um, with floral wire. And then you just use, you thread your flowers on a diagonal and you keep twisting and quit twisting in a spiral. And that you hold the flowers in one hand when you're making the bouquet. And then I taped them just with some masking tape when I thought it was ready. Then after that, I wrapped it with the green floral tape. And following that, you wrap it with your ribbon and you do whatever kind of design that you wanted on your ribbon. And then... As soon as that's done, you leave the stems, plunge it back into water with ice, and you don't cut them again until the day of the wedding. Then you cut the stem shorter. Now, keeping bouquets and corsages fresh, that's a real secret. It's really important that they'd be kept um, either in a... The bouquets were in the vase, as I said, and in I put... Put them in ice. Now, since we were staying in a hotel, we put them in their ice bucket. Each girl kept her own in her ice bucket, surrounded with ice, only at the bottom on the stems. And you'd have to make sure that every sub, you know, stem is submerged. And it's best not to let the ribbons or trim get wet because it could run. The dye could run. You want to spritz the bouquet flowers with a light layer of water, and that keeps the blooms revived. And it keeps them open and vibrant. And make sure, it is in ice, but you want to make sure that bouquet is in a cool place. Now, if your refrigerator, if you have a, a big refrigeration, with my son, when he got married, up on our ranch, we have a big refrigeration. So we could put all the flowers in that. But if you're going to refrigerate it, you have to make sure that there's no apples or other fruit in the refrigerator. Because all flowers release ethylene gas, but apples actually release it faster, and it makes your flowers rot very, very quickly. So you have to be really careful with that. With corsages or boutonnieres, you want to spray the corsages and boutonnieres with just a little spritz of water, and then to keep the corsages open and to prevent it from wilting or fading, I um, and you can't, corsages you can't put in, in a, a vase, actually, or immerse them in water, because they're already tied at the end. So what I do is I put them in a zip, each one individual in a Ziploc bag, uh, like a resealable plastic storage bag. 
and I place a damp cotton ball next to each corsage or boutonniere without touching it, and you put it in the bag, you seal it, and then I refrigerate it overnight. And what I did bring, and it worked out really great, is if you ever buy arugula or you buy mixed lettuce greens in those big kind of tubs, those those plastic tubs that have a lid on it, if you clean those out, you can put it, you can put your individual um, receivable bags in those, and that would definitely keep out any ethylene gas, and, and that really stores well without breaking any of your flowers. Then for your boutonnieres, you want to have one or two pins for each one, as well as if you're doing corsages. We didn't do corsages. It was fun. We did even the grandmothers and the mothers. We all carried a small bouquet, and the girls who were the bridesmaids had bigger ones. So, it, and everybody's again, they were all the same flowers, but all in different kind of arrangements with whatever anybody wanted. So it really turned out great. And for boutonnieres, we did uh, just small white roses with a little bit of her color, which was, um, a, a, it was actually called sangria, which was sort of a plum color. And I just added a fern that I'd brought from home as well as either a piece of lavender or lantana or I did some Russian sage that would bring in that purpley color on it. And they were beautiful. And so you think about the price that you pay for boutonnieres and for corsages and for bouquets and um, that, that when you can do them for almost nothing, I think it makes you a lot happier. <laughs> Because you make them yourself. And there is something to be said about that personal thing. Heather also did, made, handmade all her gifts that she, all the little take home gifts, you know, the favors that were at each table. She did these darling uh, keychains that were made of corks and they all had a charm on them that had either a, a quote, just like a miracle moment that we do on the show, or said thank you, or had hearts, and they were all in silver. That was, they were really, really pretty. We made, handmade all our own programs, and because her husband is a firefighter, we burnt the edges of all the programs so that people would have those um, as well. And it was, it was fun. It was really fun making, you know, making everything. We had a big candy bar, and instead of a cake, they did little mini cupcakes. So you, I hope this gives you some ideas. I'll be posting some photos at uh, starstyleradio.com um, as I have time to do it because we're just getting in from the plan. But we, I will definitely do that, and um, and then you'll be able to you'll be able to see a couple of of photos and see how how it all went. But make sure if you are planning an event that you know you take the time. To, to put in a little bit of personality because it shows how much you care. Oh, we also handed a, a welcome to our wedding letter for everyone checking in to the hotel that gave all the important information, driving instructions, it was only a mile away, schedule of events and all the different parties that we were hosting, as well as sightseeing tips and local wineries. And we gave everybody, we called it a passport to a well, wonderful weekend and they all got a bottle of wine in the room so that they could, they could party as well. And here's just a quick checklist of a wedding flower checklist, like what you may be needing. So bridal bouquet, obviously. We did a second bouquet that, 
for her to throw because she wanted to keep her own bridal bouquet. Before, we did flowers in the hair for the bridesmaids and we did gardenias because they smell so good. Then you need bouquets for all the bridesmaids and maids of honors as well as if you have flower girls, you're going to want either headpieces for them or basket of uh, decorations and then the petals to toss. I did rose petals down the aisle that I grew in my garden and Heather had grown some in her garden. You want the boutonnieres for the groomsmen. Uh, you want either corsages or bouquets for the mother, uh, mother of the bride, the groom, grandparents, godparents, any special people, you know, for the officiant, all of that. And the boutonnieres, the same thing, father of the groom, father of the bride, grandparents, um, anyone who is special, you want to do that. Additional accessories, you want corsage pins, ribbons, flower girl baskets. And um, you, if you're hiring a florist, you want to see who, who's providing it. I decorated, you know, the altar um, with all central kind of arrangements. And then I also had big urns going down the aisle. And lots and lots of candles. Hundreds, hundreds of candles. I didn't do the chairs uh, because they were really pretty and already they were white. And the vineyards were so pretty and everything else was so pretty. I didn't want to overdo it. But, you know, you'll have entryway arrangements, centerpieces for the table, even if they're just really simple, because I just did a few grape leaves as well as that center arrangement. If you're doing a buffet table or a bar, you'll want that, and you want to put flowers on past trays if you're doing, you know, any um, uh, hors d'oeuvres. And, of course, cake decorations, candy table decorations, and like we had this other ballroom for dancing or pavilion so we decorated tables in there as well so hopefully that gives you a little bit of ideas and we are going to go to a break and when we come back we're going to talk about trick-or-treat for literacy you're listening to cynthia bryan on star style be the star you are i'll be right back the star you are the star you Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the star you are. 501c3 Charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. 
visit www.bethestarur.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you Positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. It's the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Now, back to the show with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Well, we are here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and I am Cynthia Bryan. And I'm really happy that you are with us today, as always, on our show here on Voice America Empowerment Network. Because we know you have a plan for your life. You've set goals, you know where you want to go, and you there are going to be detours, and that's where we come in, and we hope to bring you great information and authors and books that inspire and entertain and motivate you and ignite you, because we want you to shoot for the stars and land on them. A couple of announcements for today. The Essay Contest, the 10th Annual Essay Contest, sponsored by U.S. Bank, with the theme of what it means to be an American is now in progress. So you can go to StarStyleRadio.com, click on events, and you will see the essay contest, the 10th annual essay contest. You may enter today. You, there are monetary prizes. You can get uh, interviews on this radio show as well as Express Yourself. There will be books and more. So enter today, StarStyleRadio.com. Dot com forward slash events, and this is sponsored by U.S. Bank as an outreach program for Be The Star You Are charity. Now, speaking of Be The Star You Are charity, we have a really fun campaign that is going on. That's called Letters, it's Trick or Treat, um, Trick or Treat for Literacy Campaign. So with it being Halloween uh, on October 31st, our teens decided that instead of spending money to buy candy to give out or actually spending or actually going to collect candy, that they were going to do something special and collect donations for Be The Star You Are so that a case or cases of books can be given to youth in need of reading materials. Because as we know, the number one cause of illiteracy in this country is the lack of books. And so we want to make sure to get books to people who want them. But the only way we can do that is if we get donations. And if you'd like to contribute to Trick or Treat for Literacy, go to bethestarur.org and click on the, um, the, the, the donate button. And it'll take you to PayPal. Or you can go to BTSYA. Org, and the PayPal button is right there on the homepage. And make a donation of any amount, whether it's a dollar or a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. Everybody, everybody counts, and every penny counts because the cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers and businesses is twenty-five billion dollars per year, and illiteracy is a growing epidemic. 
and it's causing irreparable damage to our society. So instead of giving candy to kids, let's give them books, and your donation will give kids a chance. And so, you know, just try to try to do something different this year. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation with a mission to empower women, families, and youth through improved literacy, tools for living, and positive media. Be the Star You Are collects, distributes, and promotes books and other positive media to give to the women, family, and youth as a way to increase literacy, decrease violence, raise life skills, self-worth, and self-esteem. And this media ranges from education and advisement to inspiration and guidance and covers every aspect of life from abuse through money management. So let me give you a few ideas on what you may want to donate. We're in our 15th year, so perhaps donate $15 for 15th year anniversary. If you want to buy a book package of autographed copies of the collectible Be the Star You Are and Be the Star You Are for Teens, make a donation of $45, and that includes tax and, and shipping. You can buy one of our terrific T-shirts. We have them in black or white. White T-shirts, black tanks that say Read, Lead, Succeed, and that's $20 per shirt. And Or you could give $600 worth of new books to any cause of your choice by donating only $99, and that includes the shipping to wherever, any place in the continental U.S. Or, of course, you can make a donation of amped, as I said earlier, a dollar, four dollars, whatever. So if a, a teen trick-or-treats, our ambassadors might be coming your way, Give a, you can give a check um, or you can send one to P.O. Box 376, Moraga, California, 94556. And all donations are 100% tax deductible. So now let me give you a little history of Halloween, what, what it, how it began and what it stands for, because it is a holiday that we celebrate here in America on October 30, 31st. And the word Halloween is just a shortening of All Hallows Eve, also known as Halloween with the with um, the W-E apostrophe between the E and the N, and All Hallows Evening. Now, traditional activities have always included trick-or-treating, bonfires, costume parties, visiting haunted houses, carving jack-o'-lanterns. The Irish and Scottish immigrants carried versions of the tradition to North America in the 19th century, and other Western countries in holiday in the late 20th century, including Ireland, the United States, Canada, Puerto Rico, and the United Kingdom, as well as parts of Australia and New Zealand. But it really had its origins in the ancient Celtic festival known as Samhain. The festival of Samhain, and it's spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N, is a celebration of the end of the harvest season in Gaelic culture. And Samhain was a time used by the ancient pagans to take stock of the supplies and prepare for winter. Now, the ancient... um, uh, Gales believed that on October 31st, the boundaries between the worlds of the living and the dead overlapped and that the deceased would come back to life and cause havoc, such as sickness or damaged crops. And then the festival would frequently involve bonfires because they believed that the fires attracted insects to the area, which attracted bats to the area. 
And those are just, you know, those are the attributes that would keep the pest, you know, the damage away from the crops. Now, as we know, All Souls Day is November 1st, and All Saints Day is November 2nd. So there were really three days, kind of days of the dead there, where they believed that souls were are coming back. Now, the reason for masks and costumes being worn was an attempt to mimic the evil spirits and also to appease them. Trick-or-treating is an activity for children on and around Halloween in which they go from house to house in costumes asking for treats such as, you know, candy or confectionery. And the question is, trick-or-treat! Now, the trick part of the trick-or-treat is a threat to play a trick on the homeowner or his property if no treat is given. So you've probably seen toilet paper thrown on places or some people have done, you know, that that spray, what is it? It's like spray worms, things like that. So it's become socially expected that if one lives in a neighborhood with children, one should always purchase some treats in preparation for trick-or-treat. Now, since my husband's a dentist, we have often given away toothpaste, tooth uh, toothbrushes, or sugarless candy. Of course, in when I was growing up, people gave away candied apples or just fresh apples, or we often gave away nuts. But, you know, these days when there are weird people, not that there weren't weird people then, but there's a it seems like there's a prevalence of people who want to put pins in things. You should never eat anything unless it's pre-wrapped and, and sealed. Now, the history of Halloween has evolved. The activity that is popular in the United States, United Kingdom, Ireland, Canada, and has, is really due to the increased American cultural influence in the recent years. Um, that is the exposure probably to U.S. television and other media. And I did hear on the radio today, though, that what is really interesting is how for teenagers the amount of costumes that have now gotten to be more about, um, uh, you know, more like, um, what is the dead not dead man walking, but the walking dead, you know, the, the costumes for teens have gotten gorier and gorier, or for the girls, almost too sexy to be to be called costumes. They're almost to the point of pornography. There was recently a Kickstarter campaign to empower girls uh, to buy them costumes that would be people of, women of history, like Queen Elizabeth or Marie Antoinette or Catherine the Great or Joan of Arc. I thought that was sort of an interesting thing to learn about history and then also have a great question, uh, costume. The most significant growth in resistance in the United Kingdom has been because the police have threatened to prosecute parents who allow their children to carry out the trick element. And in continental Europe, where the commerce-driven um, is important, of Halloween is seen with more skepticism because here, as we know, it's really, really commercialized. In um, Ohio, Iowa, and Massachusetts, the night designated for trick-or-treat is often referred to as beggar's night. And, you know, the costumes, I always made my kids' costumes, and any costume I've ever worn has been handmade, and that was always part of the fun. So trick-or-treating does resemble the late medieval practice of souling when poor folk would go door-to-door on Hollow Mass, November 1st, receiving food in return for prayers for the dead, or All Souls Day and All Saints Day, you know, 2nd. And so that's another part of history. 
Um, yet it is it is evident that um, it was not practiced here in the United States. So have fun on Halloween, but at the same time, be safe and consider making a donation to Be The Star You Are or Trick or Treat for Literacy instead of buying candy. So with that, I want to thank you for being great listeners and allowing me into your life every week. I will be with you every week here on Star Style, Be The Star You Are on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about Star Style Productions or getting coaching, call 925-377-STAR or go to starstyleproductions.com. To make a donation to the charity, please go to bethestarur.org or btsya.org and click on the Donate button and go to PayPal. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are ready the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past. Dream of the future. Celebrate every moment of your life. And until next week when we play again here on the Empowerment Playground, remember that love always wins, kindness prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. And congratulations to Heather Brittany and her husband Brian on their wedding. And we wish you a very, very happy, healthy, and prosperous life of being together and making a difference. So have a wonderful week and shoot for the stars. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star, be caring, It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.